It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Monday, November 21st, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. How was your weekend, Shauna? It was great. Uh, we had a party at our boss's place, Jim Trunk's place on Friday. The Jimboree. The Jimboree. Yeah, that was great to get together with everybody. It was. The Jim Jam. Such a, it, uh, Jim and his wife put out such a spread. It was like, insane. The, fu- the food just kept coming. They had every drink under the sun. Yes. It yeah. was the, the hostesses with the mostesses for sure. Yeah. Jim also has like a wicked real pinball machine in his yeah. basement. So we were hitting that up. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's a good time. Uh, thanks, Jim. Yeah, thanks, Jim. And then got out to Lake Louise on Saturday. So did my first snowboarding of the season, which is always the best. That first time when you get back on your board, go down the first one. It's always such a good feeling. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about Very you? Very nice. Uh, my family was out of town, so we. Uh, so I just did a lot of work in the shop. Awesome. Got tons done. Like, just jobs that have been weighing on me like I unclogged some drains and that sort of thing yeah. <laughs> like so but it feels good feels good to have it all done uh, we had a decent show today um, Frig, yeah we did we tried to make something sexy but then immediately bailed on it yeah uh, fortune 500 business I had this idea for something I want to do probably when the weather's a little nicer and a few people have offered to join me on it so I think maybe might have touched on something something primal within us <laughs> Shauna's got an etymology. We talked a bit about the Grey Cup, some of the things that happened during the Grey Cup. Yep. Shauna's mom uh, might be getting haunted. <laughs> yeah. We're not, it's, a, it's a bit of a strange story. It's weird. Shauna will tell you that one. Yeah. We did a segment. We told a story that a friend told us, and this pissed someone off. Mm-hmm. So we'll you'll hear that, and also this person's angry response to it. Uh, if your parents forced you to do anything growing up, Don Cherry makes an appearance on the show. First, you're out of context clip of the show. VNS in 20 minutes or less. You said you watched bits and pieces of the Grey Cup last night. Did you see the any of the opening ceremonies? I did not. So you didn't see the woman who was singing the anthem, Boof? Ooh, no. There was a national anthem, Boof, last night. A classic. A classic yes. Boof. Maybe the most classic of Boofs is the... I would say anthem Boofs are There's... the goat of Boofs because they're so high profile. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows the words to the anthem. Yeah. Everyone can tell when you boofed. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was. she's an indigenous singer from Saskatchewan named Tegan Little Chief. And I'll just play the Boof for you here. So. Snowbirds come over, but yeah, she. Uh, to be she, fair, that's not in English, so. Well, she had to sing it in three different languages: English, French, and Cree. Okay, see that's so. I mean, yeah, I that's a lot to remember. Too. That's a, that's putting a lot on someone, isn't it? Plus, just the pressure of the moment of singing on such a big stage. Like if it was the English version and the one that we grew up singing, it's one thing, but that was not the English version, so yeah. I, I don't know if I can blame her. She's probably trying to remember where she has yeah. to switch languages. Oh yeah, um, and then I couldn't tell. Like it seemed like some of the crowd picked up where she left off and some were booing 
I think great work. There's singing and there's booing in there, isn't there? Is there is that booing or boofing? Uh, maybe some people was yelling. I was yelling. It was us. Boof. It was for sure us. Just, that was yeah. But you know, to her credit, she powered through. Yeah. She could have. I mean, there's a lot of ways that could have gone. You totally. Boof in that situation, you could cry. You could poop your pants. Yeah. And she, she decided didn't. to finish strong. That's, so. I'm glad she didn't poop her pants. That would really suck. <laughs> that would. You boof that and then you poop. That it's makes like, oh no, so much worse. The boof and poop, the classic, <laughs> classic boof and poop. Oh no, oh, not oh, another no, boof and pooper. Poop. Oh no. B and S in twenty minutes or less. We did a very grown-up thing this weekend. We had a friend's dinner. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, dinner parties. That's something. I'm like, that's what you do when you get old, for sure. Those are nice. They are. They're I like lovely. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the friend though who was having us over, I was looking around his place and I was like, did your grandma decorate or? He had all of these glass jars of nuts and candies around, and I was just like, that is such an old person thing. Grandmas love jars, don't Grandmas, they? And it's always those clear glass jars, and they all have the little lids, and you lift them off, and there's always... But I was like, it's quite lovely, because anywhere you sit in grandma's place, right, no matter where you sit, you will always be within arm's reach of a snack. There's a... There's a jar of hard candies within arm's reach. Yeah, there's always a jar of, of some sort of candy, and then there's always the nut jar as well. And I was just like, that is a very grandma thing. Yeah, they love any of those those snacks you can get in bulk. Yeah. Like in the bulk section. True. One of my buddies had one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen one time, and he said, at what age do you start shaking a handful of peanuts before you eat them? <laughs> I've seen that before, Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that, that was the funniest. Because every old guy shakes the peanuts around in yep. their hand and then eats them. It's true. Yeah, but you're right. Grandma loves jars. Jar, every, and there's always like the one jar that I feel like every grandma had too. And I can't really describe it. But yeah, it had a fancy lid on it. And it was kind of ridged and has a little like uh, kind of clear globe almost yes, on the top. And then you, you lift, lift from that yep. little stopper or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Every right? grandma has the same one. And he had that one as well. So I was just like, I don't know where you got these from. or That's what they had at the old sweet shop. Yeah. If that's you go down to get did. some saltwater taffy at mm -hmm. the old sweet shop, they yes, have those jars lined up. And yeah. Mr. Mr. Abernathy, <laughs> you get that in your malt, your malt pop down at the uh, at the soda fountain. Go get a malt right. beverage, and they're the they were the jar generation, right? They were the jar generation. They were big into canning, mm. big into candy jars. That's Just true. Jars aren't what big they used to be. Big fan of clear glass there. That was a novelty for them. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So the Leafs tweeted photos of all the players walking into the rink the other day. Mm -hmm. And as they often do. Yeah, lots of teams do that. Tons yeah. of them do. And uh, I got reading the comments on this, and I haven't noticed this before, but uh, they were a bunch of Terry's just commenting on, like, what is going on? What are you wearing? All of were there some wild looks? There Yes, and to be fair, there are a lot of the times with these hockey players as well. Some very interesting fashion choices. Yeah, uh, guys so, got lots of money. They're cool. They're, absolutely. <laughs> they try different things. Yeah. So Austin Matthews, uh, he was carrying a purse of some sort. Oh, like man. A, yeah. Uh, and Terry then, would not like that. No, no. And Marner had this, this ridiculous hat on. <laughs> and I, I was just killing myself reading through these comments. And I was like, what do you, what do you think Don Cherry would think about all oh, this? Oh, man. Because Don loved when the guys would come in in their suits. Absolutely. He loved talking about how good they looked in their suits. Mm -hmm. But some of these styles. Yeah. Oh. Like getting a, a little. Like a purse. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, the players are arriving ahead of the game at the ACC tonight. Ah, and nobody looks sharper than hockey players in their sets. Look how good these guys look. Captain John Tavares, first to arrive. Oh, good looking kid looking up. Good looking boy, I miss this song. A good looking suit. And then, of course, Austin Matthews. Ah, what? What's he carrying? Se- seems to be some sort of purse. Oh, but, he, but he's a guy. He, he's got a purse and he's a guy. What's going on there? It's a male. I've never seen a guy carrying a purse and put the heck's going on there. What's he wearing panties to? And here comes the team's leading goal scorer, Mitch Marner, wearing an interesting hat. Ah, 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 I can't breathe. Don, are you having a heart attack, Don? Mark of Ontario. Do, do I need you to get any call someone? Ah, or? Help me, kids. Help, Grapes. Support the troops. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Is there anything your parents made you do growing up, Beckler? Like a type of lesson or a hobby or anything they're like, no, you you, you have to do this. No. Okay. No, they just said we had to like to do something. Right. Like it had to be, it could be anything we wanted, but they just didn't want us sitting around like bums. We had to be involved in some stuff. So. That's fair. This is inspired because I was chatting with a friend on the weekend and she said she's she's making her son take ski racing, like be in ski racing. And she said just for a couple of years, but she wants him to be a good skier. So she's making him ski race. For- Specifically ski racing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because as she was saying this, um, I was thinking about when I grew up and how my mom forced me to take violin lessons. Mm-hmm. It, there was no choice in the matter. It was like, no, you're going to take lessons. And it was for a few years. And it was interesting because growing up, there were some times where, you know, I'd be forced to practice and I would rather be out playing with my yeah. friends. But my mom was like, no, you're going to stay home and you're going to practice and then you can go do that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it resulted in some kind of tense moments between us, right? Because I was like, well, I don't want to, but she put her foot down. And now looking back, I'm really happy she did because now I use that skill and, and I'm in a band. And yeah. there's been so many amazing opportunities that have been provided to me because of that skill that I had. So looking back, I was very grateful my mom did that. But I was thinking, I was like, is that a, a good way to go about things? Because I think, in, it, like, it, go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's no, no, I just, I I feel like this day and age, there's so much that seems to happen where, like, is that seen as a bad way of doing it now, you know, because that is a form of discipline that I feel, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely, the discipline side of it, for mm-hmm. sure. I think, like, with our kids, I'd like them to, to play at least one sport yep. so that they're active and they kind of, you know, develop that love of physical activity that McKenna and I have. Yeah. Uh, and then some art form, whether yep. that be, you know, music or dance or whatever. Just you got to, it, it, it's it's like another language almost, right? So Yeah. So you're going like, to develop tell that them, part of your brain and then, yeah. Tell them to do these things, but they can choose, of course, which one they want to yeah, do. Very yeah. Very broadly, but you got to do something. Like, yeah. I don't just want you sitting around playing video games all the time. You got to do something. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that's ski, the way to go about it. Ski racing is an odd one, though. To me, that comes across as it, it sounds like it's maybe more important to the mum that this yeah. kid be a good skier than it is about... But it's funny because I have several friends and that's it's been the thing. And I don't know why it's ski racing. Because the parents love skiing? No. in in well, My cousin actually was one of them and, and her and my my other cousin were forced to ski race by their parents. Really? They weren't, they weren't big skiers. See, that one's odd to me because it seems very niche. Yeah. Like, I think if you, wanted to for, if you wanted to force your kid to do some sort of physical activity, some sort of sport, mm-hmm. like team sports would be the first, yep. the, the obvious one because of the skills that you develop when you're playing with a team. Yeah. But even if you were going to go for an individual sport... I mean, ski racing is very, like I said, it's, it's, we don't think about it as niche because of where we live, yeah. but like, 
that would be niche for most of the world. Like I know. Well, you, especially, and it's weird because my cousins are from Ontario, and uh, one of yeah. my best friends here is from Saskatchewan, and she was she was forced to go like to get into ski racing. So Very I, odd. Like you move to Texas, wonder, and then know, what is that skill worth? Right. Yeah. Work takes you somewhere where there's no skiing, and then what? Was there like some sort of ad campaign at one point for ski racing that shows it's just really good for discipline and? Because it is a big commitment, is right? Is Nancy Green? Is yeah, she the one that? I yes. blame Nancy Green it's, for this. She does have the ski racing program. It's definitely Nancy. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, you know, if you force your kid into, okay, you're going to golf. Well, I mean, golf is, you can golf all over the world. Yep. It's it, There's, like, a business aspect to golf, you mm-hmm. know, where ski racing is pretty specific. I do know it is known for discipline. Like, it's great for that. So is that Any sport why? is, though. You're right. Tennis. Like you, yeah. And Strange. I feel like some of those would... would provide you with more opportunities down the road to be even fair, as violin's pretty niche too and my mom was like no you're playing the violin but look what you've done with it right i know like, it's true and it, it was something through our family that's why that mm-hmm. was uh sentimental i guess to her is because my grandfather played and then she did and she wanted to carry it on but it's like, you will ski race you will i want to play volleyball ski race and ski play race. violin at the same time nancy green the nancy Figure green it out. the violin dns in 20 minutes or less we were chatting with a friend on the weekend and she was telling us about after she had one of her kids yeah. She was she was trying to breastfeed at the hospital. She was trying to nurse yep. her new baby and it just wasn't really working. Mm-hmm. So this male nurse had to come in and, and essentially milk her. Yeah. Which like like with his hands. I guess is fairly common. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I had no idea that he would have to go and milk. <sighs> I did, yeah, I just didn't know that, like, you know, I knew there were, like, lactation consultants and stuff. Yeah. I know that, you know, people pump. I've, 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 but a male I have nurse, two kids like, have seen some of this stuff, but yeah. uh, I didn't know that we that we actually milked people by hand. And she was so chatting I, about how uh, kind of horrifying an experience <laughs> it really was. It was like, well, it was probably not great for him either. No, you know, I don't like, think so. I don't think he was thrilled. To be, he probably doesn't look forward to those days. Oh, it's the third <laughs> person I've milked today. You know, like... Oh, another milker, hey? He's just their guy at the hospital. Oh he's my the, god, he's the he's the expert milker. We'll, we'll get we'll get Mark in here. He's the he's the milking guy. Mark, Mark, we got another one. Oh god, like, so glad I grew up on a farm and I, I had a lot of milking practice growing up. <laughs> now, you can milk fine. pretty much anything with nipples. <laughs> I have nipples. Greg. Can you milk me? Mark's got the softest hands in the hospital, doesn't he? No. He's, no, you know, if you can milk a cow, you can milk a human. So it's all standard nips. <laughs> this poor lady's just had a baby. She's been through it. Not Where's feeling the milking great. bucket? And this guy comes in I can eat. with one of those little three-legged stools oh and my sits God. down beside you. Can you just grab that bucket over there? That's the... That's what we use, standard milk and mugging over there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the things that oh, back some and women forth. have to go through, hey? <laughs> Shot for the cat. One for the cat. Whoa! <laughs> There's a cat in the hospital. <laughs> That was a rogue shot over there. Oh We're sorry about God. that. Sorry. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, we pissed off at least one person with that segment. Yeah, I was wondering if we'd get some really? messages about that. Yeah. Man, I didn't think we'd get in trouble for it. No, but it's people, again, who 
don't understand. Like for me, I look. I was like, we were sympathizing with both sides. Like I was yeah. sympathizing for the woman who had to be milked and the male nurse who had to do it. Okay, just an awkward situation for everyone. And but... it's fun to make light of these things because humor is always the best when you're in a situation like that. Well, this person didn't think so. No, they said, how unprofessional of the morning radio team to be going on and on about a nurse doing his job. Not to mention, if you've ever had a baby, you'd know they don't just come in and milk you like a cow, as you put it. Like also. <laughs> Glad I grew up on a farm, can milk a cow. Surely I can milk a human. Unreal. We also have the option of requesting a female nurse if we are uncomfortable with their male counterparts. So that's a poor excuse. We should be celebrating that there are men in this world that have been able to get past the stereotypes and be a nurse in a female-dominated workforce. Shame on you guys for turning that into a long-winded, ignorant monologue. Mm. Yeah. And I said, it really had nothing to do with him being male. Like, that was the least amusing part of the whole story. It would have been just as funny were it a female nurse. Yep. It's just, I, I said, I think, I think healthcare professionals generally have a pretty good sense of humor about they totally do some of the awkward things that they come across. And as a patient, you kind of have to too, you know. You do. With any of those situations, it's like, yeah, it has to be done, and it sucks. So just make you have to make light of it. That's what you should do. That's yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I know. I've had like I've been a patient for embarrassing things before, and yeah. you're just like, oh, is this actually happening right now? Like, and I always just laugh. But yeah, you just have to. Li- There's nothing else you can do, no. honestly. So I I don't like the accusation that it was a, a sexist approach because we did not mean it. Though. We are not the type of people who would ever make fun of a, a man who becomes a nurse. No. Not in the slightest. So, uh, and then this person said, except I'm betting the story would have been relayed and then regurgitated on air very differently had the nurse been female. And I said, nope, that's not true. No. So this person said, I have children and many of my most cherished friends work in labor and delivery as well as postpartum. While I won't discount an awkward encounter, the way it was relayed on air was highly inaccurate and not funny. Signed, rethinking my choices as a longtime listener. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I don't know what to say. That's not really what we were going for, but yeah. uh I hope you stick around. If not, there'll always be a spot at the table for you, so Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucks that like one one segment that comes across wrong can lose you a long time listener, right? Yeah. I There's know. Just one slip up and you're gone. Yeah. Huh. I I mean I also kinda use uh, as a meter to judge how many like if if 10 people messaged us and we're like hey that was in bad taste yep. and I'd be like alright alright but if it's just one person it's tough I know I don't know anyway I think most people understand us to, to know like we make light of these types of situations right yeah, again because you need to including ourselves you told a story about the time you pooped your pants on the air like, yes I did <laughs> or the time my boyfriend had to not leave the hospital without letting all the farts out and how <laughs> Oh, remember the fart room? I forgot about the fart room. Where he had to go into this room and let out all the farts before he was cleared to leave. Like, that's embarrassing, oh. but you gotta laugh at it, you right? You gotta laugh like, at it. What do you do? Yeah. That's hilarious. And the friend who told us this story was laughing, and I'm yeah. sure the nurse was laughing inside, mm-hmm. too. It's, yep. it's good, but yeah. Totally. You know where you definitely wouldn't hear someone emptying their guts of farts? Is in a Shane Holmes paired home. No, you definitely the... hear it in the Shane Holmes paired home. No, you wouldn't. Oh, because you wouldn't of the hear sound your neighbors. I meant you would you unleash your own farts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't hear your neighbor, and that's no. the idea, right? Mm-hmm. You can empty all the farts. You can, and, and your, your neighbor will never have know. No idea. Nope. 
Moving sooner to one of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes starting from the 490s. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. So my mom went and visited her old university roommate this past weekend. And uh, I guess her husband passed away a few months ago and he was a painter. And I guess he left a painting for my mom. Whoa, really? So she got this painting and it said, to Andrea, she despised this. And my mom opened it up and she says she has no recollection of this painting, but she remembers about, I don't know, 40 years ago this would have been. But uh, she asked him if he would ever paint something in blue for her. And I guess he responded. He was like, no, I actually paint with inspiration. Like, I can't really paint under instructions. Mm -hmm. So... But after saying this, I guess he did paint a painting in blue and he showed it to her once, but he didn't say he'd painted it for her. And I guess she gave this look when she saw this painting of absolute disgust and he thought that she despised it. And so I guess he saw her look at this painting and then he just put it away and kept it hidden for the rest of time for the next 40 whatever years. And then before he passed, he wrote this note for her and it said... To Andrea, the painting she despised, essentially. That's quite a parting shot on his part, isn't it? Like, Holy crap. And she had no idea? She had no idea. And she said she felt so guilty because she was like, I don't ever like recall giving a reaction. What's, I was just like, what sort of look did you give this uh, painting to make him... Oh, uh, gross. Not only put this painting away for the next 40 years, but then obviously it was still on his mind that many when years he later died. where he wrote that to her... Holy crap. So she has this painting now? She has now? this painting now. And she says she likes it. Like, she doesn't remember giving this look for it, but she said maybe back then I didn't really like it as much, but now she plans to hang it. But I was like, holy man, that is a bit disturbing, right? Like, Do you think he's going to haunt her through the painting? Oh my God, can you imagine? I should ask. I should be like, are there some weird things happening in the, uh, the, the old condo there now that you've hung that thing, or... It is funny, like, from your mom's perspective, too, like, she had no idea that for 40 years this guy was just, like... No. She hated my painting. Right? <laughs> it's like, can you imagine... I mean, imagine being a painter, and yet you do. You have this painting that you're, you know, excited to give somebody, and then you, you kind of unbox it to them, and they're like, oh, but... Oh, that hurt. Yeah, that probably would stick with you for 40 I guess years, it would. wouldn't it? Honestly, though, Mom, I was like, you need to you need to rein it in, okay? You can't give that reaction to people's work. What are you doing over there? Painting's got a great story behind it now. Holy crap, does it ever. That's a real <laughs> conversation starter. Let me tell you about the time that I, I told this man I absolutely despise this painting. And in the end, she liked the painting. That's a, it's a movie waiting to happen. And he's now haunting her through the painting. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Did you watch the Grey Cup halftime show? No. No? No. Eh, it was okay. It yeah. was just three bro country singers. One half of Florida Georgia Line was the headliner. I know. It was kind of a... Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like in past years, they've had like Shania Twain, Arkells. Yeah. Like those seem bigger than... Lumineers. And then I was like... Huh. Then like one half of Florida Georgia Line. Even like all of Florida Georgia Line would have been better. Yeah, like totally. One half. I know. It was a bit um, yeah. But anyway, that dude, Tyler Hubbard, uh, he's got this song that he sang last night called Five Foot Nine. We've made fun of some country lyrics for a while. Um, so <laughs> he dropped a hard truck in that song. Listen oh, to this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mm -hmm. He got deep on that, didn't he? Ain't no way to me in this 
truck classic. Yeah, that's going on the old truck supercut. Oh, I think, Sean. Yeah. I forgot about that good one at the end. No, oh, that's just yeah, so this, sick. This yeah. I'll add it right now. Thank I'll add you. it to the super guy. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Homology with Shauna. So this has a bit of a story to it. So uh, my nickname when I go snowboarding is First Run Tomahawk. <laughs> and it's because when I when I go on backcountry trips. First Run Tomahawk. First Run Tomahawk or, or cat skiing trips or whatever. I will, without fail, on the first run, every time I go on these trips, catch an edge and I will somersault or tomahawk right <laughs> down the mountain. On the first run. After that, I'm totally fine. It's like for some reason it takes me the first run to kind of adjust the snow or whatever. And then I'll fall ass over tea kettle and then I'm good. Um, <laughs> Tomahawking is so funny. It really is. I've never tomahawked really hard. But oh my you see God. clips like where they just never stop. Beckler. They just never stop. The two that I have done in the last <laughs> couple of years have been award winning worthy. Like if they were caught on How film. How many rolls? Oh my. The first one I think was maybe eight. Yeah, I think I did one that was, I don't know, I lost count. I was so dizzy. I have no idea. But it kind of sucks because on these trips, I'm normally with a bunch of people that I don't really know as well. And the first run is when you normally want to impress everybody, right? And instead of that, I embarrass the hell out of myself and I'm somersaulting down the mountain. At least now, though, I kind of warn people that it's coming. I'm like, this is what I do. Watch this. I'm going to eat it here. I'll break the ice for everybody here and take the first bail of the day. And then it kind of does. It eases everybody up. So that's good about it. Uh, so first from Tom, Tomahawk is my new name or my nickname now. And then I got thinking and I was like, where did the word Tomahawk come from? I was laughing with some friends about this and I was like, wait, Tomahawk, I want to look into this. And of course, as you know, a Tomahawk is a war weapon that was used by indigenous peoples way back when. It's like a throwing axe, right? It is, yes. <laughs> so it comes from the Algonquin word, O Tomahawk, which literally means to knock down. So a Tomahawk literally just means to knock down. That's what it is when we say that word. It actually makes more sense for like the skiing term that yep. it does for the weapon term, sure does. doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And now every time I think of myself and I tomahawk down, the, I'm like, you know, I'm literally getting knocked down the mountain. So there you go. Etymology with Shauna. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I saw this statistic the other day that less than 1% of the population will complete a marathon in their lives, which seems fairly accurate. Hmm. Wouldn't you say? I suppose so, although I know a lot of people who've been in marathons. Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, if you think about your age yeah, and it, it's true. the fact that you're active, like you're probably selecting a bit for people who are more yeah. likely to run a marathon. That's fair. But I, so I went looking to verify that number and I found several different claims, but all of them are under 1%. So I thought about running a marathon at one point. Did you? I thought it would be a fun challenge, you know? Well, this is what, here's my question. D define run. Like... How much of it do you have to run versus walk for it to count? Do a lot of people walk marathons? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Hmm. Because if you if you run a marathon and you took some walking breaks along the way, I don't think anybody would say, well, you didn't do the marathon, right? Well, that's true. So what if you walked more than you ran? What if you walked most of it? That would take a long time. It would. Like, would how that... long do they wait at the, the finish line for you before they start packing up? They're like... <laughs> He's, he's going to be another three hours. Like, oh, let's go. I was thinking about this. I was curious. I was like, how long would it take to walk across Calgary? 
So I looked, and from the very northwest corner of the city to mm-hmm. where I live in the southeast, it's like 41 kilometers. So that's just about a marathon. Okay. And it said it would take eight and a half hours if I walked it. Oh, that's not too bad. So what if I, like, walked, ran where I could? Yeah. I think I could do it in, like, six, six and a half, maybe? Yeah. So would that be considered completing a marathon? Would you I count that so. or would you not? I would. You would? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean... I want to try it. Yeah. I wonder if that counts, though. I mean, yeah, but you can't not. Like, if, like where is the, the cutoff You're getting point, the participation right? medal if you cross that line regardless, right? So right. This would just be like a self-marathon. I yeah. I wouldn't expect there to be a ribbon at the end or anything. Okay. Just, <laughs> just my house. You just want to go for a long-ass walk? Okay, yeah. have fun with that. To walk the whole city. Okay. And... Because I live in the deep southeast. Mm-hmm. But like, would you... Would I have completed a marathon then or not? Because like if you if you well, run ninety five percent and walk five, what about a hike? A like do people I've, consider a hike when you if you hike that much? I don't, that'd be tougher. I've never Is done that a, a marathon? forty two kilometer hike. That would be grueling. Mm-hmm. Multiple day hikes. Does that count? Mm, I don't know if you can break a mar- marathon up over multiple days. Well, this is all the technicalities you, we need to get we get down here. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, plenty of people have obviously hiked for that amount of time, but. If mm. I, uh, <laughs> you're just gonna go for a nice long if city I, stroll. Yeah, if I do that, can I get city, one fun. of the stickers for my car that says like 26.2? Can I, can I get a marathon finisher T-shirt? Can I make my own? Is that is that allowed? You should just wear one anyway. I might actually try this next summer. Okay. I might try to That's, walk all of Calgary, walk a marathon. It's not my thing. That sounds really boring to me, but go for it. Think of the friends you'd meet along the way. No one. Everybody be like, why is this guy walking for so long? Why is he so sweaty? So weird. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Got another fun business. For the for Fortune you. 500 list of local businesses? Yes, this is where, of course, we promote local businesses with great puns in their names, yes. obviously. Have we talked about Gramsterdam before? No, but I'm guessing it's a pot shop. It's a pot shop. Yep. Gramsterdam cannabis, and it's just phenomenal. Of course, Amsterdam being the place that everybody likes to yeah you know mm-hmm. likes to indulge in a little bit of marijuana so gramsterdam and even Grams- amsterdam cannabis would have worked yeah and then gramsterdam just like adds another layer to it because of the, yes genius the measurement and gram and <laughs> for those of you who i'm trying to explain it just in case it's a little early and you're not understanding yet okay everybody get it good okay this isn't a pun business but i that is a great pun by the way it belongs on the fortune 500 list i thought so uh, I just saw this business the other day, and I thought the name was really funny, and I was hoping I could mention it here. It's, Please. A, it's a convenience store down by your place, mm-hmm. and it's called Join Us Convenience Store. Oh, yeah. Join Us. That is right by my it's place. Like, yeah. I don't know why. That's a really odd name for a convenience store, isn't it? Join Us. Join Us. There are some like that, right? They're just really funny. Like, come a, in convenience. Join Us. You're like, what? Okay. It's like a little ominous, isn't it? It is Like a they got some, something going on in the back. They're like, yep. don't you join us? Mm-hmm. Join us. Come. See for Why? yourself what's, what's going, in there. What's going on in there? A bit weird, yeah. Just like drinks, lottery tickets, and cigarettes and stuff. I believe that place actually has a really good deli counter at the back. Do they? I'm trying to remember if that's the one or not. Maybe but that's what you're supposed to join them for. That's then. what I was thinking. Yeah, you come and you hang out in the back and... Join us. Yeah. Or there's just, yeah, as you Forever, said, an illegal gambling never. ring or something <laughs> happened back that door. You never leave. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Recently, we were having a real... Uh, old head conversation an old guy conversation about how we don't understand how the kids are dressing these mm, days which yeah, is no. just a 
real 30-something conversation to have, it isn't sure it? sure is. That's a real... Yeah, and that's what I don't get. Like, when I was growing up, like, you wanted to be, like, fashionably sensible, and you wanted to dress and look good. Like, you wanted the occasions where you wore the button-up shirt, the tie, like, to go to hockey and stuff like that, and, and school pictures, and now it's just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> We're reclaiming our, our own status of our own bodies is what's going on here. Bodies. We're like, I'm going to wear whatever the I want. That's the power move that's happening. Right? This is like, my I'm going to wear sweatpants. I'm going to wear baggy ass pants so you can't see what's underneath. I'm, gonna I'm wear reclaiming sm- my body. Smelly thrifted jeans from the 90s. Yep. Yeah. Well, not even thrifted. I mean, they're brand new and they're looking like that too. So there you go. And that's why our fertility rates are in the garbage and nobody's getting married because <laughs> you don't know what people actually, who they are anymore. You know they who they are. This is the be. point. You're supposed to fall in love based on personality, not bodies. Not someone's body. Yeah, okay? That's hilarious. Our fertility rate has dropped because the kids are ugly these days. <laughs> They're not attracted to one another. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. Like you should run on a you should run for office on a platform of sexing up the children again, brutifying the kids, <laughs> yeah, make the yeah. kids hot and brutifying the. Oh my god! <laughs> there you go. There's a new bit. Make kids sexy. Again. <laughs> make no, kids that sexy. Don't, don't do that. No good is going to come of this. There's a line and we're not crossing yeah. it. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.